Sweet. All right, well this is Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Tri Born and Travis Mawerder, and Tri is uh, still on vacation, but well, by the time it comes out, this episode comes out, he'll be back from Hawaii uh, with his baby girl, Naya. Um, but for today, it's just me and my boy, Logan Weber. Absolutely. In, uh, in Tri's own house, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Logie, how we doing, brother? Oh, doing great, man. Just uh, spending a good couple weeks out in California, getting a lot of practice training in, uh, yeah. a lot of tournaments, so... Yeah, no kidding. You've played a lot of tournaments and all over the place. Like you mentioned, you're coming out here for a couple of weeks. Um, do you have like a home base? You know, it's, it's funny because like I have been asked that question more in the last year than I think I ever would have anticipated. And I feel like people bring it up just because they know from other people that I don't actually, they're like, do you live in California? Do you live in Michigan? Like, you know, do you live in Florida? Um, and man, it's been an interesting, uh, interesting year. So obviously yeah. I, uh, I moved out to California, uh, October, 2018 originally. Okay. And, you know, I lived here pretty much full time from, uh, October, 2018 until, uh, March of 2020. Yeah. Um, and since then I've been very nomadic. Yeah. Um, I would say maybe half the time I've spent back home in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. Um, I spent good chunk of uh, January through April of this year down in, uh, St. Petersburg yeah. with, uh, LT and got to practice with Phil and Nick mm -hmm. a ton, which was an amazing experience. Awesome. And then, uh, yeah, since then I've spent <laughs> a month out here, a month, uh, back in Michigan, yeah. you know, a, a lot of time, uh, New Orleans as well, uh, yeah. training this year. And then all of the in-between gaps have just been driving or flying the tournaments. Yeah. I think if there's one person who just embodies, is just like a living personification of the, the beach volleyball life, I think you're my nomination for that. <laughs> yeah, I seem to have uh, have gotten that, that label from a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, my partner, Evan Corey, and I always joke that if, uh, if over the last year they took like cumulative AVP America points and those were your seating and not <laughs> yeah. like four out of five, but just yeah. total points, just aggregate, we would have like 10 times the amount of points of everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's, it's been a blast. Like obviously going into this year, you know, I really wouldn't have anticipated or this past season at least like yeah. anticipated moving around so much. And every time I thought I was set in one place, another opportunity would come up and be like, well, I can't really let this pass. Right. And then, uh, yeah, but it's been great. Um, I feel like I kind of started this all back in, I think it was the spring of 2019 when I was playing with uh, Christian Honer. Okay. And him and I, there was a bid up for grabs in Texas. So there was a series right. of tournaments okay. in the spring of 2019 in Texas. Yeah. And obviously, Christian enjoys to travel a bit and play some volleyball. Yeah. So Christian and I were like, well, why don't we just go and try to, you know, steal this bid from all the Texas guys? Yeah. So I think we went to Texas. Most of them were in Dallas, but I think we went to Texas like seven out of ten weekends in a row. <laughs> so we had this this trip to Dallas just absolutely just down pat, like to a T. We would yeah. land. We knew the exact train to take us downtown. It would drop us off in front of the hotel. We'd take bird scooters to the facility, take the bird scooters <laughs> back, and we'd be in and out of Dallas in like 30 hours with without winning the tournaments. But we got a lot of seconds. We got the Texas guys showed us how to how to win tournaments in Texas. Yeah. But, yeah, ever since then, um, I've just been like, man, it's just so cool to go all these different places in the country and you yeah. know, meet so many new people and feel like people appreciate, you know, having people come there and, you know, not just play the tournaments, but try to, you know, meet everybody that's there and right. meet the new players. And, you know, obviously there's just been some crazy talent out there that I had no idea oh, yeah. would have even, you know, existed in these different tournaments. Yeah. But, it's crazy when you travel like some of these AVP necks and you play one and you know I mean you played one in what New York or New Jersey with Chris Frazier. Yeah. And yeah. you see these guys that you've never heard of and they're just like bombing balls. Very good. And you're like, who are you? Why yeah. are you so good at beach volleyball? This is New Jersey. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I in going to these tournaments, I'm like, well, I'm not really sure who I'm gonna get to go play a tournament in New York. So I was like, oh, who do I know in that area? And I was like, oh, Frazier. Like, yeah. I've obviously Frazier and I is kind of a strange team to put together, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, he's an awesome guy. He's played with uh, Chris Lures a lot, so that's kind of how I met him. Yeah. I was like, he's an awesome guy. I wonder if he'll play his tournament with me. He's like, yeah. yeah, sure. So I was like, all right, if I'm playing with Frazier, like, 
I don't know who else is going to win this tournament because I feel like <laughs> yeah. I'm playing with the only person that I know. Yeah. And then I go there and we get beat in like the first round of pool play by these two guys that I had, you know, not heard of before, right. but are just incredibly good volleyball players. Yeah. And, you know, you go to these tournaments and it's like, okay, I don't know you, but there's also a chance that, you know, I just don't know you because you don't play that often right. or because you're on the East Coast. But Because yeah, you're just some... a reasonable human being who doesn't <laughs> exactly. blow thousands of dollars exactly. driving the country exactly. to play beach volleyball. Yeah, yeah, man. It was, uh, but yeah, that, that tournament in particular was one where, you know, I just kind of went on a whim and, you know, played with somebody local and it was, it turned out to be a blast. It was, it yeah. was awesome. The first day of that tournament, it was supposed to be on a Saturday and it ended okay. up getting rained out and I thought I was going to have to go back and not play the tournament. And I was so bummed because oh, I just wanted to play this tournament. Yeah. And they ended up having it the next day. I was able to get my flight and everything changed. And yeah, yeah it was awesome. It, nice. was, it was so cool to just meet all of those people and so many people I didn't, you know, had never met or even heard of their name. And yeah. You know, it helps playing with a local guy because you don't get quite as much for sure. uh, quite as much flack for being right. like the out of town guy that's just the trying California to come in and, and steal the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's uh, it was great. It's and I've had so many experiences like that over the last couple of years just playing yeah. all these all these local it's, tournaments. All it's over the amazing place. doing that stuff. Or like when you're doing these tournaments, and I think I have a feeling that your your strategy for how you're going to approach a season might be a little different moving forward with how good you and Evan played. Mm -hmm. um, and are playing when you were playing these tournaments were you motivated to win tournaments to play more volleyball to meet people to grow as a player like was there did you have a an intent in mind um a lot of it was I was in Michigan and there was no tournaments and I just wanted to play a volleyball tournament yeah. that weekend so if there was a tournament that I could go to and you know if winning or getting second could pay for my trip then I was probably going to do it okay um and I think it was more just like the the desire to, I, I really just love traveling too. Like I love seeing all these yeah. different places, even places that I've been to going back and, you know, seeing people again and mm -hmm. playing against certain people that, you know, beat me in the last right. tournament. I'm like, all right, I want to go and I want to beat this that guy That list this is time. getting short. <laughs> <laughs> Trying. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, the one guy who plays incredibly well that I can never beat in his home area is uh, Angel. Yes. Dashe. Man. I've gone to, I think, three Wilmington tournaments now, and that guy has beat me with three different partners in every <laughs> single tournament. And I'm like, man, that's one guy who's, you know, of, of many guys that, you know, he has a full-time job. He doesn't travel and play that much. Yeah. But, man, just an incredibly good volleyball player. Yes. And when he does play, I mean, it, it's crazy to see, like, social media sort of blow up or people come up to me at tournaments because he, um, he won one of the – weird bids to get into Manhattan one year. Yeah, I think him and uh, Bruno won, yeah. uh, like, uh, was it Atlantic City, I think, in Yeah, they won Atlantic City. Yeah. They were, like, sitting in serve receive against them. I played them in the semis, and me <laughs> and Chris Vaughn were playing together, and we were just standing on the end line, just, like, in defense. Oh, yeah. Just, like, getting bombed by both of them. Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but when they come out, when Angel comes out to, like, a Manhattan or, you know, any other tournament, people will be like, Who's this dude bombing serves and jumping forty inches and bouncing balls? Like he's the next best defender in the U.S. It's like, well, he has a full time job. He really doesn't play much. He's just insane. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's so yeah. Good. It's funny because I had first heard of Angel um, from a local Cincinnati guy, Adam Miracle, who played okay. in college with Angel, and okay. he was always talking about this this guy Angel and how Adam jumps extremely high as well yeah and uh he's always talking about this guy who is always just like a little bit better on of better than him on his uh his college team at george mason yeah and i was like man this guy must be really good yeah and then i saw angel at a beach tournament and i was like that's definitely that's that guy. guy like that is the <laughs> yeah. guy that that miracle was talking about <laughs> yeah it's fun to see people like that and then when you see him in the qualifier you're like, that guy has 65 total points. He's like Q32. And you're like, that's a dangerous seed Absolutely. to get. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, it was nice this year that Evan and I were able to steal a couple of those bids and avoid the qualifier for, yeah. for both of them other than Atlanta. That was a, a huge weight off our shoulders. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't even know. I, I don't think you guys stole it. Those were well freaking earned <laughs> bids. I mean, especially New Orleans. I didn't play that. I was in uh, Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. um, we were actually uh, betting. Uh, we drafted. Uh, it was me, Adam, Jake McNeil, and Will Hoey. We, we literally had like a draft. Yeah. Um, and we were betting on it, and we were just watching. We are like, they're going to have to play like six matches in mm -hmm. one day. And that tournament was stacked. Top to bottom, I mean, you had to beat probably three straight 
main draw quality teams yeah. to win that tournament. Um, and you guys did it. So didn't steal a thing. That yeah. was well yeah. learned. I mean, and going into that tournament, I think the thing that, that made that one so special, obviously it was special for Evan because it was in New Orleans and it was at Coconut. And, yeah. you know, that's his, that's his home there. Mm-hmm. And more so than most people in their hometown, Evan has quite a, quite a backing in New yeah. Orleans. Um, but going into it, we, we hadn't done extremely well in the previous couple of tournaments. I think we got like a fifth in a San Antonio tournament a couple of weeks before. Okay. And we just couldn't quite get over the, the hump. We would end up playing like the one seed in the quarters and get a fifth or something, you know. Yeah. And we were like, oh, we were close. Like we could have won that tournament, but we feel like, you know, we lost to the, right. the best team there that then won. And going into it, I think we were like the nine or the 10 seed or something okay. like that. And it was like, all right, like. We can get a third or, you know, fifth would kind of be disappointing. But, like, if we can make the semis, like, that'd be right. sweet. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he came out and was just unbelievably good, especially that second day. And Yeah. Um, I think the the conditions of playing, you know, five or six matches have always seemed to favor not only Evan, but I feel like I play better in those Both, situations. Oh, for sure. Um, it helps that I, you know, play try to play volleyball as much as I possibly can, especially <laughs> out here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was just a special weekend all yeah. around. Like it was uh, to be able to do that and have basically for Evan to win that tournament was just like the he was just crying afterwards. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is the special moment that like you don't mm-hmm. get very often in any sport. But you know, to have his whole family there and just to, that was his first big win of yeah. you know any sort. He hadn't qualified mm-hmm. for an AVP before that. Right. He hadn't won an AVP next before that. So to have that happen in New Orleans was just incredible. Yeah. It, it's, it's been really fun for me to see Evan's rise because Evan was one of the first volleyball players I ever met. That's right. Because when I moved to Florida, I'd never played before, and Evan was like the blue-chip, hot-shot young kid. I think he was maybe 16. Um, and everyone, every tournament he entered, people were like, you got to watch Evan. you got to watch Evan. Um, and you could tell. I mean, it's so easy to see with how high he jumps and how physical he is. It's like, yeah. this kid's going to be a freak. And it was really fun to see him sort of come into his own this year, have the big wins. I mean, same to you, too, because I feel like you had always been, like, third, second, fifth in a lot of these big tournaments. Yeah. And then you were just like, you guys ran off, like, boom, 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 boom. You won, like, five in a row. I was like, yeah. who's going to beat these guys? Yeah, it was crazy, man. We just we got on that roll, and, yeah, it just it didn't stop. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, every time, though, it was just like, Holy cow! Did we just do that again? Like, I can't believe we just did that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was crazy. But like 2019, I tried to play all those AVP Next Gold series as well, and I think yeah. I got like second and thirds in in most of them. And it was it was nice because you know the money out of it still like second. Um, you know, paying for my summer with just those. Oh yeah, for sure. But it was yeah, there was never quite one where I could you know break through and actually win one, which obviously was unfortunate because the bid only goes to the winner. Right. Um, but yeah, it was great. I mean, even in the Atlanta qualifier, um, I felt like we played pretty well. Uh, we yeah. ended up losing to Avery and Miles Partain, mm-hmm. um, in a pretty good battle there. Yeah. Um, and that weekend actually turned out to be pretty wild too, cause that was our seaside, uh, yes. debacle slash adventure. That, <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a crazy one. It was, it was, we lost in the qualifier and then, uh, we just had our flights to Seaside booked because we were like, well, we might qualify. We don't want to book anything else. Right. Um, Evan's flight got delayed. Evan was still in Phoenix. Oh, I forgot yeah, about the yeah. extra adventure. Yeah. My flight went pretty smooth. And even yeah. with my smooth flight, I think I got to Portland at like 1 a.m. Yeah. Because the tournament started on Friday. So there was no day between. Right. Evan was still in Phoenix at 7 a.m. <laughs> when we played in Seaside at noon. <laughs> And I was like, there's no, there was so many times that night where I was like, this just isn't going to happen. There's right. no way. Um, and then we, we barely make it happen. We get to Seaside. We're like rolling up to the court at, I think, 11.55 for our noon match. Yeah. And we come out and we play Tanner Woods and Evan, Evan Enriquez. Enriquez. He's yeah. a, a libero at Stanford. Yeah, which I did not know that before. I had, no I'd seen Tanner before. play. <laughs> yeah, I'd seen Tanner play before, and I was like, all right, this dude's good. Yeah. I didn't know who Evan was, Evan Enriquez, but uh, Tanner comes out on the first play of the game and just like 90-mile-an-hour BB to like seam right on the line. I'm like, yeah. we literally are not – like. Evan got here five so minutes that ago. Is like this perfect is perfect example of what we were just talking about. How you play these tournaments and you run into these guys and you're like, I kind of heard of him, never heard of this guy, 
it's like, this is one of the best teams in the tournament. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and they had the, I mean, that's kind of their home tournament. That's their big, uh, yeah. their big tournament as well. So yeah, I think they ended up getting fifth and probably Played could have gotten matches. second or third. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. geez, we played that team coming off of five minutes warm up. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it was, it was amazing. And then, you know, obviously the rest of the weekend we played pretty smooth. Um, you guys beat us in the quarters. Yeah. Um, and then our, our rematch in the finals, which was, that was the, really the seaside. Spencer and Marshall. <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> the, uh, the seaside finals, man, that's, it was something else. That's, though. That, that's uh, a whole new level of, of fun. That, that is the best. That and FUDs are the two best center court crowds I've ever played in. Mm-hmm. And I, I think seaside probably gets the nod because the crowd is so involved. Like in FUDs, you look over and people are just like shotgunning beers and doing and messing around and doing whatever. But like in Seaside, they like every point they're watching and they're involved and like they're celebrating. It, yeah. That Seaside atmosphere is amazing. Yeah, it's funny because uh, back in 2019, it was the first time I played Seaside. I played with Rafi Paulus. Okay. And I think we got, you guys beat oh, us. I played you there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You guys knocked us out. And I think we got like ninth or something yeah. like that. And that was after, I mean, you guys had to beat like Grant O'Gorman. We did. We, just yep. to get to us tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a crazy tournament. But yeah, I think we got ninth. And typically one of my favorite things that Adam Roberts always says is like, well, tournaments are a lot more fun when you win. Yeah. You know, he'll ask me like, Hey, do you have fun at Laguna? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, you won. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, you're right. Yeah. But I remember that tournament in particular, it was like, usually, you know, you lose in bad mood the rest of the time. I don't really want to stay at the tournament. Right. And that one, I like stayed at center court and watched the whole thing and just had an absolute blast the rest of the time. And yeah. I was like, that's when you know it's a really good tournament is yeah. when you don't play well, you don't have the finish you want, and yet it's still like it's just, still just a blast. just an epic experience. Yeah. That's how it's similar litmus test for golf courses. Mm. So me and my brothers would always laugh because people would ask us what our favorite golf courses, and uh, I'd say, oh, like Moreland in, uh, in Myrtle Beach. And my little brother's like, well, yeah, it's because you shot 71. <laughs> I was like, well, it's a great layout, beautiful course. And then we'd play this amazing course. I'd shoot like 85. Be like, God, what? it's a dog track. Exactly. Everyone should play yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> so, but That's Seaside, awesome. Seaside's amazing. But I mean, you guys won New Orleans, mm-hmm. you won Wapaka, you won Seaside, you just won Laguna um, with someone who's not Evan, with Sean Cook, Sean Cook who yep. I think might be one of the most underrated players in the country right now. Like, yeah, most of yeah, you, well, it's... underrated because no one knows him. Exactly. Anyone who's seen him play is like, this guy is sick. Yeah, I mean, just an absolute cannon and. Not only an absolute cannon, but just he's a much better defender than I think I'd probably given him credit for. Yeah. Um, and I really hadn't even played against him much before we just started training, you know, a couple yeah. weeks ago when we were out here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he manages the game really well. You can tell he's like, he's played a lot of volleyball. He just yeah. hasn't played a lot of volleyball in the United States. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, he knows his stuff, and he's incredibly fast, incredible good defender. Just a super fun guy to play with as well. Oh like, yeah, great fun. Not only like the the Scottish accent just gets me every time too. Like even when he yells because he makes a mistake or something, it's like <laughs> that was that, was that sounded so cool. Like <laughs> can you do that again? Because that sounded awesome. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what you just said, but it got me fired up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Laguna Laguna was a blast. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy going back and like looking at all those tournaments because I know a couple years ago, especially uh, Wapaka. Yeah. Being kind of like the premier Midwest type tournament, and yeah. being from Michigan. Did you grow up playing that one? I didn't a lot. No. Okay. Um, I would have a lot of you know friends like David Ryan Vandermeer would play yeah. it a lot, and I'd always be like, "Man, that tournament's so good!" Like, I you know at some point in my volleyball career, like I want to go play that tournament. Yeah. And that was actually only the third time I think I had played it. I'd played right. it the previous okay. two years with Chris Lures. Okay. And then. Uh, but yeah, that one was pretty surreal for me because obviously, I, just growing up, I'd known of Wapaka, and I was like, "This yeah. is you know a really big tournament. It's like one of the biggest ones in the Midwest. Like to go there and be able to compete and you know pull off a win, especially against the kings of Wapaka and the Bombgrins, yeah. was that was that was pretty special. But um, that that final as well was was pretty pretty yeah. crazy to under play the lights but under the lights and a fun in, atmosphere in the barn. Yep, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome, and yeah, the Baumgrins are just 
class acts all the way around. Oh, like it was you, like it was awesome. If there's anyone who doesn't like Tim or Brian Bomber, they, they got something. <laughs> they wrong got with an them. issue. I mean, yeah. those guys are just like such good human beings. Absolutely, absolutely love them. And Tim's having his third kid. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's it's crazy to see like uh, just what Tim's been able to do. Like I think it's, it's just so impressive that he's been able to you know live in Minnesota and still just continue on this trajectory that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's I think that's one of the most impressive stories out there really. For sure. To be able to do what and he does. And he'd never tell you. Like ever, we've had him on the podcast twice and it's funny so we're like putting together a sandcast book where we're taking have you read Tools of Titans? Mm-mm. So Tim Ferriss basically took transcripts of every single podcast he's done and cut out the highlights, the best chunks of audio, put them in writing, and just compile them together. And so when you read through Tools of Titans, you're just reading through the absolute best thoughts and quips from the best performers in the world. And yeah. that's what me and Tri are doing with Sandcast right now. And so I was looking through Tim's, <laughs> Tim's transcript, and we were like, how do you stay so good without training? He's like, oh, I'm touching the ball all the time. Like me and Brody pepper in the basement every day. That's awesome. Like, yeah, because that's the same <laughs> yeah. as training in Hermosa Beach against exactly. Chase exactly. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's so funny. He's so humble. That's awesome. Yeah. So you won, I mean, you won Wapaka, you won all these tournaments. You mentioned the year before uh, you had gotten second, third, which is great. Like really good results and really good tournaments, but you weren't quite breaking through. What do you think the difference is between 2019 Logan and 2021 Logan? Or differences, I'm sure. Yeah, I think actually a lot of it is that kind of lost year of 2020 in between. Yeah. Um, And I actually spent... I guess this probably doesn't shock you, but I played almost as many tournaments in 2020 as I did in 2019, <laughs> which was hard to do in 2020. <laughs> yeah. um, but so many of them were like, you know, just these tiny little tournaments. We would like, um, Chris Lures has a court at his house and we would like run these little kind yeah. of like shady underground tournaments at his uh, house yeah. because we didn't want a ton of people to come and right. know. But, um, and I really felt like during that season, I just... I realized how like fragile this whole world of volleyball that we live in really is. It's like, yeah, wow, we could, you know, never come back to having an AVP. Obviously, right. you know, it's great now that we have the AVP back, but yeah. And it's just like so much of this is so fragile and so small in the big picture of things. Like, I just want to go out here and and just go for it. Like, why yeah. why not? Like, there's nothing to lose in you know missing a jump serve on match point. Like. It is what it right. is. Like you lose in a volleyball game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think kind of trying to carry that into to 2021 and, you know, just like, okay, you know what? I've lost a thousand tournaments before. Right. Like I might as well try <laughs> to switch something up and, and <laughs> right. just go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, Evan's development as a defender helped that a lot. And yeah. finding somebody that I, um, that we just gelled very well together, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, obviously having a partner that jumps 50 inches always helps. That helps. But, it's useful. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of that, yeah, from the previous year, just, you know, like, well, this could literally be gone in a flash. Like, you have no idea. Yeah. And carrying that into that and just, you know, not worrying quite as much. Because mm-hmm. it's funny. People always talk about, like, they train or practice and play a lot better in practice and they get into matches it's like wow if I could just do what I did in practice like I would have won that match right it's like what is the difference between those two well one of them you don't quite care as much about every single little point you're just trying to get out there and see what you can do yeah and I think this past year was just like well let's just go out here and not worry about every single point and you know be tall and athletic and try to hit the ball hard so (laughs) you do that very well (laughs) yeah just trying (laughs) trying (laughs) how do you and uh how do you and Evan even partner up was that one in Tennessee the first yeah okay um so actually no it wasn't um we this actually kind of goes back to the 2020 season as well okay he played the first time I ever saw him play was at um the chaos tournament when he played with Stephen Roschitz okay um so chaos had like two really big tournaments last year I think he played one of them with Kevin I think right yeah that was the one. It was a 48-team double a limb. You yep. played with Lors. Yep. And we won six straight matches, and then we were in the finals at 2 in the morning. Yep. I was like, Kev, I can't even stand. 
Yeah, yeah. They had they had a, he had another tournament, but basically the same size, same exact length of time. Okay. Um, earlier in this summer, because was that indoor or was that outside? It was outside as okay. well. Yep. And Evan played with Stephen Roschitz, and we ended up playing them in the finals. And I was like, all right, like this kid's pretty good. Yeah. But I obviously at that point had played Stephen a bunch. I was like, I know Stephen's just incredible. You know what right. I mean? So I was like, maybe Stephen just you know. It kind of picked him up a little bit and yeah then he came back to the next one with jd and him and jd just played flawless yeah, they killed us in the finals yeah yeah <laughs> they played incredibly well and it was funny because i think it was after that i have a, a facebook message from evan asking me if i wanted to play wapaka that year of 2020 okay and I just didn't respond to it. I just totally <laughs> left him on red and i wasn't really even um just because, obviously, he, he wasn't a defender at the time. So I was right. like, well, like maybe we'll play in something small and you know see what we can do. So we played a tournament in Cleveland, a sandbox tournament okay. up there. How is that place? Uh, it's pretty sweet. It's okay. pretty sweet. The, uh, the guy who owns it and runs it does a really good job. Um, I think there's only, there's only four courts up there. Okay. Um, but, yeah, good sand. Um, it's usually pretty good tournaments. I mean, the, most of the Ohio area has, you know, you'll draw the There's a lot the of good local talent there. Yeah. So we played that tournament and won that. Um, and then we were like, well, it's kind of late in the season. There was the um, Clearwater Nationals, like the same thing that's happening this weekend um, back last year. And we played that and Evan was just incredible. Yeah. Um, like I could not side out to save my life. We were playing like Andy and Eric in yeah. the quarters. And every single ball is like, I'm just going to try to pass this within five feet of the net, and Evan's just yeah. going to swing on two. And he was just, just killed it. Ripping. Yeah, yeah. So then we played, uh, yeah, since then, I guess. Yeah. So, um, I mean, when you guys, you guys played so well, like right out of the, out of the gates, basically, you just kind of have to stay with it. Yeah, yeah, at that point. And obviously, you know, I think, like I said, going into New Orleans, there's a little bit of doubt, I think, in both of our minds. Like, well, maybe this just isn't, you know, we just can't quite get over the hump. And then... Right. Uh, we put in a lot of work in New Orleans a couple weeks before that. I think I spent three weeks before that tournament in New Orleans yeah. um, uh, working with Evan. Um, and he's got a great, great crew down there. Um, yeah. Pretty good volleyball players as well. And oh, just yeah. awesome people. Yeah. I mean, just so much fun to hang out with. And that's the thing about New Orleans and like little pockets like in Ohio or New Orleans or wherever is that like people love volleyball. Yeah. You know, and when you get that many people who love volleyball, like their social activity is to go to Coconut Play fours, play twos, have a couple drinks. You're there for three hours every night, four hours, yep. just like having drinks, eating. And like you get so many touches, even though it's not like super high quality touches. You're still touching yeah. the ball. You're playing volleyball. There's a lot of good players in there. Absolutely. Going to take a quick break from the show for a really fun announcement uh, is that Try and I, uh, now that we're finally back in the same country for the first time in what feels like basically forever, uh, we're finally getting around to doing the things that we've been trying to do for a while now, and one of them is dropping a Sandcast merchandise line that you can check out at sandcastmerch.com. All right, we've got t-shirts, we've got hoodies, we've got tank tops, hats, we even have a coffee mug and a backpack. All right, so head over to sandcastmerch.com uh, to take a look and get some of your favorite gear from your favorite podcast. And just so you guys know, I mean, one of the reasons that we wanted to drop a merchandise line uh, is one, a couple people asked, and two, it's just a, another kind of revenue stream for us. And every piece of profit that we make from merchandise is going straight back into the podcast. I mean, now that it's off season, we're going to spend a lot more time kind of improving the podcast, getting better content, better mics, a better video setup for those of you who watch on YouTube. And our merchandise line is kind of going to help fund that a little bit. So thank you guys. Uh, to anybody who has already bought some hoodies, some t-shirts, some hats, we absolutely love you guys. And we love you so much for the last four years. Can you believe we've been up for four years uh, of supporting us for that long and uh, only bigger and better things to come for Sandcast. So head over to sandcastmerch.com to get your gear today. This podcast is, of course, as always since day one, brought to you by Wilson Volleyball. We know, we know it's off-season, the AVP's three-event year is over, but that just means you get to reload on balls to train and rep it out with over the off-season. So head over to Wilson Volleyball and use our discount code SANDCAST-20 
to get 20% off your orders of Wilson Volleyball. All right, that's Sandcast-20 to rock your favorite ball, best ball in the game by far. All right, we've played with Mikasas, we play with Wilson, we play with any kind of ball, and Wilson is by far the best. So head over to Wilson Volleyball and give him your love. And the last bit of news I have before I can let you guys get back to enjoying our podcast is that we do have a, a Sandcast newsletter. We started it last year, kind of during COVID, and then uh, both Try and I, we hit the road pretty hard during 2021 and lost a little focus, lost the time to do it. But now that we are both back in the United States and we have a lot of free time on our hands to keep improving Sandcast, we do have a Sandcast newsletter. Uh, if you want to sign up for that newsletter, it'll include any updates we have with the podcast, but also any writing that I do for Volleyball World, uh, for Volleyball Magazine, any interesting stories on both Volleyball World or Volleyball Magazine or at avp.com, any updates that Try has on his YouTube channel, any great videos the McKibbins have. Basically, I'm just calling all of what I think to be the best volleyball content out there, and I'm just throwing it in a newsletter. Uh, so if you guys want to get that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com. And on the right-hand side, you can just drop in your email address, and I will get that to you every Friday that I'm in the United States. Once season starts up, I cannot promise I'll keep up with it. But the idea is to keep doing it for as long as we can. It's just a weekly thing. Um, it's fun for me to do because I'm basically just taking all of my favorite things that I saw in the volleyball world, and I'm giving it to you guys. So if you want to be a part of that newsletter, sandcastvolleyball.com. And on the right hand side, just drop in uh, your email and I'll be chatting with you every single Friday. All right, back to the show, guys. Yeah, it's crazy. Just those little areas where it's like, why are there volleyball players here? Yeah. And there are. And honestly, I think a lot of that stems from just having a, a facility to generate that interest. Yeah. Um, like, obviously we have, you know, some pretty good players in Michigan, but we just don't have a facility like that in Michigan that kind of yeah. draws everybody together to one spot, like a, a Grand Sands in Cincinnati mm -hmm. or a Coconut uh, down in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, that's always been something that's like a, a long-term dream of mine is to start something like that back okay. in Grand Rapids because I just love the the community that that whole place builds together. Like yeah. when I, I went to, played in college in Cincinnati and I was What's, at Grand Sands. Uh, Cincinnati Christian University. Okay. Um, so our indoor team was not very good, but it allowed me to play. <laughs> I, I was playing sand like four days a week in oh, season nice. while I was supposed to be playing indoor, which okay. my coaches weren't too fond of, but I was like, well, <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, and just being at Grandstand so often and you know, meeting so many people there that I would have yeah. never met before that just from different walks of life, even um, Lures has been one of my you know biggest mentors he in, is in volleyball and in life just like chris the, Lewis, the best listening. person you're amazing yeah, absolutely <laughs> um and just like i would have never met this guy if it wasn't for this building you yeah. know what i mean and it's crazy how having that community just like grows so many relationships and yeah it's some of those guys in cincinnati have been you know the most important people in my entire life oh yeah for sure that's what one of the best parts of this sport you just meet all these people who are just good at so many different things, and then you know they're just sharing what they learn and lessons here. And you're like, this is you have like 15 different mentors to pick from for Absolutely. whatever you need in your life. Yeah, and the great thing is that we all have this one thing that we can just talk for hours about, oh, yeah. uh, as evidenced by this show. Right. <laughs> and I mean, we uh, when we were in Italy, even you know, I hadn't yeah. seen Jake and Will in years. Yeah. And then I'm like, we met them. They were in the airport in uh, in Munich when we okay. had a layover in Munich, and they were on our same flight. And immediately we're like, oh, you guys, you know, Jake and his awesome northern accent, you know, yeah. like, oh, you want to go get some food? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, let's go, let's go get, you know, let's go get dinner. And we went back to the same place in Italy five times. And <laughs> I think we spent like, yeah, five or six hours yeah. eating pasta every single day. Every time. Yeah. And it was like, you can just talk for hours. Yeah. And uh, obviously it helps that those guys are just awesome people as well. Like, yeah. just so much fun to hang out with. And they... They made that trip a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, one of the reasons, I mean, me and Adam, like, we had a great first half of the season, and then the momentum was just, we were just running on fumes, and we were just like, mm -hmm. and then we had the choice to go to Italy and the Netherlands. I was like, well, we're main draw in Italy. I think we might as well go. But, I mean, half the reason that I was really excited about the trip was because I'd be with Will and Jake for the next five weeks. Absolutely. And I was like, my boys, we're yep. back. Yep. It's crazy, because I played Jake 
in like a 2016 like youth high performance tournament okay. or something like that. And I'd kind of seen him occasionally at other things. And then I played Will Hoey in the Hermosa qualifier back in 2019. And okay. he was like the 72 seed. Yeah, with uh, Brett Ryan. Yeah, with Brett Ryan. And I was like, oh, we have to play these guys. A tough draw. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. Um, but yeah, that whole, so the Italy was my, my first, like, I guess you could say it was my first FIVB like experience. FIVB, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was, I played with Michael Bogue and, uh, we qualified and then got beat down pretty good in pool play both matches. You played, uh, Troy and Miles. We did. Yeah. And you, who was your second match? Played some younger Italian team. Um, I'm not sure there was so okay, many was like people I didn't know there. there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just such a different experience. Like, I talked to Tim Brewster a lot about, you know, because obviously he plays a ton of that stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was just telling me how it's it's just different because you're kind of by yourself and there's not so much interaction with, you know, other countries because yeah. language and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it was awesome. Like, I, I love the, the whole experience of it and just being able to go and finally do that was something I'd been looking forward to for a long time. Yeah. So it was great. The it's, only bummer was we were also going to play the Netherlands. Yeah. And as I took my phone off of airplane mode, when I landed in Detroit, I had a text saying that we had just gotten in because other teams yeah. dropped. And I was like, oh. Dude, it was crazy no. because it like wasn't even close. You guys were like 16 on the reserve list. Yeah. And then two days later, you're like the 12 in the qualifier. Yeah. It's like, Loki, come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Was it, it, it played a tournament in Italy. Obviously, it was this is your first time going overseas to play in a tournament. Is that any different from going to a seaside? Just pressure-wise, nerves-wise, how you approached it? Um, nerves-wise, I felt pretty comfortable. Um, Bogue and I had played a lot together before, um, and he's you know obviously a pretty easygoing guy, so I wasn't like yeah. worried about him, you know, any sort of like tension there. Yeah. Um, the the biggest thing was for me was just like the I hadn't played with that ball in so long. It's it's and a it, jump going from Wilson to Mikasa. Is tough. Yes. Mikasa Wilson's whatever, but yeah, the toughest thing I think is if you're if you don't contact the Mikasa confidently, then it just goes everywhere. Yeah, but it knows. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> it this knows. guy knows that he's not going to hit this well, and it just. Poof. Um, but yeah, and just in terms of preparation, um, it's a little bit different because you're just kind of there, and you're only focus is like, well, I'm going to play this match in you know 12 hours. Like, yeah. what can I possibly do in the next 12 hours to help me play this one match? Yeah. Which that part was a little bit different for me. I wasn't quite sure how to approach that. Like, do yeah. I warm up? Because for me, it's just like I would want to just like warm up for two hours and like let's right. just play as much volleyball yeah. as we can possibly play. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Yeah, the the whole experience in general was was great, and I'm hoping with the the new system coming up that I'll be able to get into get into some more of those. Yeah. So are you? I mean, you're sort of semi moving down to New Orleans in a bit. Are you looking to move forward just with Evan and everything, trying to get on the world tour? Obviously, world tour is like different because you need points to get in. Evan doesn't mm-hmm. have any at the moment, so that's that weird balance that we just had. I had Therese Cannon on last night. And she played with seven different partners this year. Yeah. Basically because she's like, oh, well, to get into this four-star, I have to play with this person. And that event, I have to play with this person. And, oh, well, now I'm with Molly in Atlanta. And then I'm with Sarah Hughes in Itapema. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've just always been kind of chasing whatever the best opportunity is. Yeah. Um, you know, so if, you know, somebody gets hurt and somebody needs somebody to go play whatever FIVB tournament, I'm, you know, I'll be like, yep, I'm in. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously the points game is is the the king of all king of all games right now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, whatever opportunities pop up, I just want to make sure I'm in the position where I can you know say yes to to whatever pops up. Yeah. Do you have like a, it, I think it's always an interesting question to ask volleyball players. Do you have like a big goal that you're striving for with beach volleyball? Because you have a lot of people who are like, I want to do the Olympics. I want to win Manhattan. I want to you know do this, that, and the other. And someone like me and Delaney, for example, we just look at it as, I just want to play the absolute highest level I can play. Mm-hmm. And should that be four stars? Awesome. Should that get into the Elite 16? Great. Should that be Olympics one day? Awesome. 
Yeah. But I don't have like a specific roadmap of what I'm shooting for. I'm curious what your well, mental framework yeah, is. Yeah. And to quickly diverge from that, speaking of playing in four stars, congratulations oh, on the, uh, the country <laughs> quota. That was, uh, it was awesome to watch. Obviously, you know, Timmy is one of my best friends out here, and I was just, I was really happy for you guys I was to, so to get the opportunity for Tim. to do that. Cause like, I was too. That, I mean, that kid's battled. That kid's basically done what I what we were talking about with the local tournaments. Yeah. With me, only he's going to Europe and Asia for every single one. <laughs> yes. Like he's basically done the same thing, just the international tour. Right. And it's to to see him, you know, break through with a good win is was awesome. Yeah. Because I think he's been due. I mean, he works so hard. He does. And he gets so many reps. And he is so freaking good. And I'm so glad that he had an opportunity to show it. Yeah. You know, because that big win has been eluding him, that big breakthrough. He hasn't made an AVP main draw yet. He hasn't mm-hmm. really had a, a signature win. And it's hard to say, like, that winning a, a local country quota is a signature win. But that's a big one. Like, yeah. Andy and Billy had one of the best seasons on the AVP. And congrats to you. You beat him in the finals of the Laguna yeah. Open after beating them in the quarter. So, obviously, your plan's pretty high level yeah. ball, too. Yeah. It was funny. After the, uh, after the final, like, Andy and I were kind of chatting. We were like... Think we're gonna have a lot more, a lot more big matches like that against each other in the yeah. future. So, and you know, the season that they had was was awesome, and it was yeah. so cool to watch Andy because him and I were down in Florida for a while at the same time. Um, and with him and I, I always feel like Andy is someone that I'm always just trying to like keep up with because right. being kind of like the two two of the younger kind of up-and-coming blockers, it's like, okay, I just want to, you know, if Andy has a good season, like, I want to try to have a good tournament and stuff like that. So it's, uh, but he's just, he's such a good dude, and he works extremely hard. Like, those months down in Florida is, you know, super deep sand, super hot weather, and just being able to, like, battle with each other and hopefully sharpen each other along the way was, it was awesome. So it was, it was awesome to see him and Billy have such a good season. It's such a cool thing to watch because, like, I've been sort of keeping tabs just like watching you guys both come up and I feel like it was an inevitability. I mean, I remember the first time I watched you play was at the USAV collegiate beach challenge when you came in. Who are you playing with? I played with, uh, Nathan Vandermeer, who's, uh, David Ryan's. Yep. Yeah. David Ryan's younger brother. You played against, did you play against Hagen and Jackson Bantle? Um, no, we, we ended up losing to, uh, Michael Saida and Yoder. Okay. Good yeah. team. Yeah. Because um, I remember watching you. I was like, this dude's huge. <laughs> He's just bombing balls. Yeah. Um, but it's been fun to watch your progress because then I remember you and uh, Charlie Van Rees mm-hmm. knocked out me and DR and Hermosa a couple years ago. That's right. Yeah. And DR was like, oh, like I've never lost to him. Like, I'm, I'm blown up. I was like, this dude's incredible. Like you're still yeah. a little bit raw. That, was, that like, was a pretty that was a pretty wild win, I think, for for Charlie and I, because I'd you know grown up five minutes from from Dr. Yeah, um, and obviously you know he's been one of my best friends for a long time, and just an absolutely incredible volleyball player. And I think that winning that one, especially like in a qualifier, was a, a big confidence builder for me. It's like yeah. okay, maybe some of these people that I've you know aspired to be for so long like maybe i can't actually you know get close to them and yeah and be at that level yeah and that was one of the first wins where it was like that was a really good team and yeah i think we just played well and you know and beat them so yeah those are important wins to have when you're just like huh where it kind of clicks you're mm-hmm. like i can keep going exactly i can do this exactly it's been fun to watch your progress though because you know, going from like super raw big dude who you know you could have like a really good match here, and then the rawness would sort of catch up and it's hard to sustain. And then I remember playing you and Casey Losick in the final round of the San Jose qualifier. Yeah. For fourteen forty, and uh, I remember you had a little bit of trouble bump setting, and now you're just like a phenomenal hand setter. And I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm supposed to beat Logan. Well, anymore. it's just I'm such a terrible <laughs> bump setter still that I was like, well, I got to figure out something. Join the club, so buddy. I'll just hand set everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then um, I watched a video that LT put up of you blocking earlier uh, in like a training camp. And you were like so far over. And then someone tried to hit a line. And it was like, I mean, it was like a Dollhauser move where Phil gets over so early. But then he has that second level where he's like, oh, high line. And he, he keeps his seam hand mm-hmm. here. And his line hand goes way up, and you swatted it. I was like, oh, man, Logan's going to be a problem. 
Well, part of that too, I think, uh, speaking of, of Phil and, and Nick and them, like those, those months that we spent down there were, were incredible to be able to train with them. Um, it was a bummer that they're in Orlando, so we had to drive, you know, two hours there right. and two hours back every day. But yeah. we would get there and they would, you know, be so appreciative. Be like, oh, thanks so much for like driving out and training. And we're just like, I went with Caleb uh, Queckle yeah. a lot. And we're just like, why are you guys thanking us? Like, right. <laughs> I'll come, you know, like I, I drive 10 hours for, to, you know, come right. and train against these guys. Um, but that was just so cool to be able to go against those guys consistently. Cause yeah. it's one thing to, you know, have one AVP match against a team like that and you know, get a couple lucky side outs and they serve your partner and you kind of feel on top of the world. You're like, oh, right. I can side out against those guys. Like yeah. I just did it three times. Right. But then having to do it over and over and over, you like, you, really learn quickly what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. And it was just awesome to be able to have that in such an, just like a, a great learning environment, I think for Caleb and Andy and I. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, the first practice I was talking to Jason Lockheed and I was like, Hey, like, I know, you know, you're coaching them and I get that. But if you see anything, you know, with me, like I'm totally open to it. Yeah. And getting stuff from him and from Nick and from Phil and just like three incredible people. Yeah. And uh, I was I was so excited for them when they qualified for the Olympics because mm -hmm. it was like I feel like I had this tiny little part yeah. of that and I was like this is so cool that those guys you know were able to do it one more time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just it's such good people down there. Oh yeah, it was, I it love. Was amazing. They built this little community down there. It's been it was awesome to watch happen because. Like, Boxy Park is just in the middle of nowhere. It is. <laughs> you know, and, and so it was like a thing for players to drive up on, what was it, Tuesdays and Thursdays? Mm -hmm. And just everyone just carpooled up. We're practicing with Phil and Nick, and everyone was super excited about it. And yep. it, was, it was very cool. And just, like, talk about two of the best, well, three of the best people, Jason included. They just, Phil's an open book. You ask him a question, and he'll just give you an answer. Like, how do you, how do you keep your left hand here and your eye line here? And he'll talk to you about it. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys are a little bit more closed off with giving other players advice, but I don't think Phil's too threatened at this point. Yeah, and he, he, you could tell he genuinely wants you to understand how to do it. It wasn't yeah. just like, okay, I'll just give you this generic answer. It's like, right. like this is how you do it. Like, you know, what are you seeing? Like, do you see something different? Um, and yeah, that was it. Was very cool to to be able to do that. It's funny because um, it, I would go up with Caleb a lot. And Caleb would have just have these random conversations with, with Phil and Nick. And it was just so funny to see those two, like all those three people interact. <laughs> and it got to the point where like Nick would just purposely like trash talk like Caleb during the, during the practice and stuff because they got to know each other so well right. that like Nick kind of was able to interact with Caleb and Caleb was able to kind of, you know, he would get a cut shot down on Nick yeah. and just kind of like whisper something to me about how he just hit that cut shot on Nick back and, <laughs> you know, he'd get a dig on the next play. And it yeah. was cool to see those two kind of like grow in that way and see Caleb come out of his shell a little bit with those yeah. guys was, was really cool. Yeah. Caleb's going to be very good. He is. He is. He's already very good. Yeah, he's already a, very good. He's a yes. scary volleyball player. Yeah. Have you played a tournament with Caleb? You did. Yeah, we in, played uh, in uh, at Hyden Beach yeah. in Nashville. Um, we ended up losing to Avery and Miles in the the finals of that okay. one. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's he's an incredibly good volleyball player, and he's yeah. like eighteen or nineteen years old. Yeah. Um, that was the first time I'd seen him play, and I saw him jumping. I was like, "Who is that guy?" Yeah. I've never I'd never seen him before. And JD was like, oh, yeah, he's like 17 years old or something. Mm -hmm. I was like, that is ridiculous. Well, he came out to that, um, they had that King of the Beach event in yeah. uh, in Orlando uh, yeah. or in Tavares uh, last November, I think. And he wasn't even supposed to be in the tournament. And yeah. that was the one I when you, positive. that was the one when you, yeah. You're so I guess Caleb. you kind of, yeah, you kind of <laughs> like Caleb. Then. But he like, Got in last minute just because he was willing to drive, you know, the three hours to Orlando and be yeah. there in case somebody had to drop out. And then, uh, you know, he wins his qualifier pool, qualifies and gets in a pool with, uh, I think he was with Phil, was Theo, Phil. and Avery. Yeah. It's a good and, like, played extremely well. Yeah. And it was like, wow, like that. That had to be just an incredible experience for him. Yeah. Very cool to see how composed he was. Because Phil and yeah. Theo are two big names. And, and Avery is as well. Yeah. I think it probably helped a lot that he was very familiar with Phil, and it, he probably mm -hmm. didn't go into it like, oh, my God. 
this is Phil Dollhouse. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but still, pretty pretty good for a kid that's you know 18 or 19 going against all these people he's been watching on TV for the last 10 years. Yeah, very impressive. What was it like for you? I mean, the first time you practiced with Phil? Because I remember when I started getting into practices with even, you know, Rafi. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a main draw player, you know? And then I'd get into practice with, um, like, a Kalinsky or a Trambley and slowly work my way up. And then I remember I used to get so nervous. Anytime I practice, I still get nervous when I practice with Taylor. Yeah. Crab, even though he's just, like, the coolest cat in yeah. the world. I still get a little nervous. When you were practicing with Phil, were you just like, practicing with Phil Dahlhauser I'm from yeah. Michigan. Yeah, well, the, uh, <laughs> it was nice because the, the first couple weeks that we went there, um, I was playing with Adam Roberts, yeah. who's like best friends with Phil and Nick. Yeah. So for him, obviously, it was, it was nothing. Yeah. Um, it, I think the biggest thing I noticed was I was just extremely focused. Like every single side out was like, I have to hit a really good shot here yeah. or I'm not going to score. Yeah. Um, and you learn really quick, like, if you make a dumb swing where some people would block that swing seven times out of ten, right. Phil's blocking that swing 11 times out of ten. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's you just can't do, like, dumb low swings. The margin for error shrinks. It's extremely small. <laughs> extremely <laughs> yeah. small. Um, and then I, I remember one of the first practices we had with them, we were just serve receiving, and Phil was just hitting, like, a jump float. And the Mikasa was just all over the place. Yeah. And Adam comes up to me. He's like, let's just focus on getting the ball in the air. He's like, don't worry about anything else. Like, just yeah. get the ball in the air. And I was like, okay, I think I can try to do that. <laughs> and just, like, trying to focus on on your side and, you know, just playing clean volleyball um, was probably the, the biggest thing I learned yeah. uh, from that whole experience. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just cool to, to interact with them on such a daily basis. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, just be around that level so often. And it was with them being in Florida, obviously they don't have like a ton of options in terms of training. So to, to be able to be there and really be like, okay, well, I need to step up my game because, you know, I, I, I want these guys to do well and I want them to want me here training against them. Yeah. Um, so I think that drive definitely helped a lot too. be like, I want to play well and go out here and beat them. So they want me to keep coming back. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest win of your career? Ooh. Um, Practice win doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. I figured you knew that, but I was just, just making sure. Yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah, personally, probably the most memorable one would be New Orleans still. Okay. Um, it, just because it was kind of like the first big one that I really had ever had. And yeah. you know, obviously doing it with Evan was super special, like we talked about earlier. Um, in terms of like abs- actual like substance, um, uh, the Chicago bid from Seaside was huge. Yeah. Um, even though we didn't play extremely well in Chicago, just not having to be in that qualifier was oh, huge. Massive. Um, yeah, I would say those two, um, which even as I'm saying them don't sound super impressive, but I, uh, well, I, I, I mean, think I'm still looking for that, like knocking off a good main draw team in a main draw. Yeah. And I feel like when I've gotten in the few times that I've gotten in, I've still kind of been like, okay, I'm in, let's just see if we can win one game yeah. and not like, okay, I'm in, I'm going to win four games and try to get a, you know, and get to a fifth or a, yeah. a Sunday or something like that. Yeah. Um, which I feel like, is kind of for me mentally in AVPs at least kind of the next step is, you know, okay, I'm in now. I need to start winning some of these. Right. These it's games. almost like this. These qualifier players, we have this like almost a scarcity mindset, you know, where we just want to go in. Are we qualified? Let's just be competitive and show everyone, hey, like I'm exactly, here, exactly. Know? Like let's let's, let's make this make game sweat. like a 17, 18, 19, something like that. Right. Yeah. And then, but that big main draw win. Uh, it's, it's nice to have, but I mean, you've beaten, I mean, you beat Billy and Andy twice. You beat Rafa and Piotr in New Orleans. You've beaten mm-hmm. some really freaking good teams, but doing it, I, I think on that main draw stage, I mean, you killed Piotr and uh, Chase Frischman in Huntington with Honer. I forgot that, about that that's one. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a fun one as well. Cause like, I'd never qualified. That was the first time I qualified. 
Um, and Christian had just qualified in Chicago. I think that was his first one. With uh, right Meehan. Before. Meehan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Meehan, I watched that kid in Laguna. He has a cannon. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. His jump serve, it's like he doesn't look like he tries at all. And then it's just like, boosh. And I'm like, holy cow. Like, yeah. He just bombed that ball. It just flies off his hand. Yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, so that was the first, Huntington 2019 was the first time that I had qualified. And um, I think we were like the 17 seed going into it. And we, it was, it's really funny because we qualified and it was super late in the day. I drove back from Huntington to um, my house in Redondo and I live with Mark Burek. Yeah. And I show up and I'm like limping from my car into my house because I'm like cramping and yeah. I've been, you know, in the car for an hour after playing four matches. Yeah. And I walk in and Mark's sitting on the couch and I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, guess who you play at 830 tomorrow? And I'm like, <laughs> who? He's like. Me and Ian, and I'm like, shoot, I gotta get this. I gotta yeah. get it together real quick. Like, oh, nice, dude. I feel, t- I feel totally fine. Like, yeah. I'm so glad we play early in the morning. I'm so glad we play you. So I like try to stand up straight and walk up to That's my room, hilarious. and then just like full body cramp laying in my bed. Um, but yeah, so we we got smoked by those guys, um, and Mark never lets me forget about how many times he beat me that year in the main draw. That's hilarious. Um, and then uh, yeah, just played. Christian and a lot of people like to talk about like a flow state where mm-hmm. everything's just like, no matter what, like it just feels good. Everything, yeah. you know, comes off your platform well. And those little shots that usually miss by an inch are in by an inch. And right. that we had the Friday afternoon match on stadium against, uh, against Jason Piotr. And it was just like every single shot was perfect. I think I had like three tape aces in the first set and we Love won, those. we won 21, 19. And I went back to the player's box with Christian. And I'm like, shoot, like, we just had, like, five pretty lucky plays, and we still only won by two points. Like, yeah. this isn't going to go well the rest of the game. <laughs> and then we came out and just were absolutely on fire in the second set. Yeah, um, I remember you blocked extraordinarily well. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely one of those games where just, like, everything was, every read was right. <laughs> yeah. So what, how do we get another one of those? Oh, man, that's a good question. Because um, I think at this point, um, physically, you're really no different than an Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, Andy had his breakthrough where he was getting really big main draw wins, really big main mm-hmm. draw wins. So do you think, is it a mental thing or is it just almost uh, a volume thing where the more main draw matches you played, I mean, almost like the ABPNX Golds, you yeah. played, you paid your dues, you got your second, you got your third, you got your second, win, 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 win. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it for me, and it's kind of always been this way, is just consistency. Yeah. Because I'll come out some days at practice and, you know, just feel like my reach is super high and I'm snapping on every ball and getting really good hand contact and every block I'm seeing the court well and you know my hand shape is good mm-hmm. but then I'll come out other days and like every ball is like a waffle into the tape <laughs> and every block feels like I have my eyes closed and I'm jumping five feet off the net every yeah. time um, so I think a lot of that for me I, I really want to focus especially this offseason on having a lot more coached practices because okay. um, I feel like those little cues that I've been able to get from coaches, especially since I've moved out here. Um, I've worked a lot. First couple of years I w- was out here, I worked a lot with Evie Matthews. Love Evie. And I think that Evie, in terms of blocking, like, because personally I feel like my blocking is probably my best yeah. attribute at Very this point. Good. And I pretty much attribute all of that to Evie because we had just so many little things and it was like, you're good, but you're just doing this a little bit off. Or, yeah. And having those practices with him was like, wow, like that, I think built that skill to be my most consistent skill. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to translate that to the rest of my game. And I think that having more coached practices and more input rather than just trying to figure everything out by myself, um, will hopefully take me to that next step. Yeah. Cause obviously I learned how to play in Michigan and I just kind of, learned how to play through feel mostly like nobody really coached until I my junior year of high school and I think all that stuff that I've kind of learned by myself can just be tweaked a little bit more and uh, refined a little bit more um to to add that consistency yeah um even just like the last couple weeks Sean and I've worked a lot with Mark Fishman okay and uh Adam and I did a lot with Ty Trambley okay um, Ty is an absolute a blast fun coach. To, to have coach. Yeah, I love it. He's so animated. He's, He's so. I mean, he. I would like <laughs> set a ball, and 
I, I would be like, okay, that's a pretty good set. And Ty would come like jumping over from the other side of the court and just like big high five and like chest bump. He's like, dude, that was such a sick set. Like that was perfect. Yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> like that was awesome. And he just gets so animated the whole time. It's, it's awesome. So he's definitely one that I would, I would want to continue to, He's to great. work with because all of his mental keys are very good and everything yeah. everything clicked a lot with him. So I did a, I did one of those SOBs in Cabo and mm. Ty was my roommate and so we were coaching together all the time and just watching him coach was so much fun. Yeah, and he's just like it's a dance beach volleyball. It's a dance. It's so it's so flowy. Everything's yeah. here. <laughs> Even when it, the, the the passing demonstration, it's all. Yeah. I was like, I don't think my body moves. <laughs> like. I, love I always talk about guy. like the um, the the used car sales uh, yes. blow up thing, and I was like, "That's what I feel like the whole time." I'm like, "Okay, should I? Is this how I form my platform every time?" I guess so. I love Ty. He was the first professional volleyball player I ever met. Really? And I was like shaking. I was like, "Hi, hi Mr. Trambley," and he still like remembers meeting me in New Orleans in like 2017. Like, I'd never played a qualifier or anything, and, and he was so freaking good. I think he was playing with Avery. Okay. And now we're just, like, rooming in Cabo, just, like, chopping it up. And, yeah. And every time I see him, he gives me a big hug, and I'm like, oh, I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, man, he's he's the best. He's good people. Absolutely. Once you go with a coach, you just, like, can't go back. No, it's it's really tough. I mean, even even having... Even if it's a coach that doesn't give a lot of input, just having a coach there to like run the practice. Yeah. Like you you feel like you got so much more out of the practice than just, you know, three or four people showing up. Like, yeah. oh, what drill do I want to do now? What drill do I want to do now? Yeah. And I think that's one of the main reasons that players or that Southern California in general is such a massive hub of beach volleyball. And I think that's what gets we talk about how there's all these little pockets of really good players, but I think that aspect of it is what gets those really good players to be, you know, a main draw players over high level qualifiers. Yeah, for sure. And so you're uh, going to Florida uh, tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. By the time this comes out, you'll have already probably won the tournament and come back and gone to wherever you're going next. But yep. so you, speaking of coaches, though, you're going to go to New Orleans for from like January to through the spring ish to work with uh, our boy Joey Keener. Yeah, man, um, I'm excited for you. That's going to be one a great experience because Joey is just great people, and mm-hmm. everyone in New Orleans is great people. But I think that that's going to be such a good uh, time for you and Evan to really just like hammer it out. And I think I feel like for the first time in your career, like you have a team, mm-hmm. like you, your partner, and your coach. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the things I I love so much about playing with Evan and having Joey there and um, even having guys uh, like Ian Bicko down there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's me and it's Evan and it's me and it's Evan and Joey, but it's also me, Evan, Joey, Ian, and everybody in the New Orleans volleyball community, like all of them that want to see, you know, us succeed. And, you know, it's funny. We, uh, every week I was down in New Orleans, Joey would have us over for, for dinner. And that dude can, cook food oh yeah i would go there and eat half my body weight in just like meat mm-hmm. like oh we have steak and we have ribs and we have this other kind of ribs and some other kind of meat and i was like all the stuff i'd never even heard of and i was like okay <laughs> like when i first went down there i wasn't i used to not like eating like meat that had like like off the bone yeah and joey's like well everything that i'm gonna make has the bone so you're just gonna have to get used to it and yeah. i was like okay i guess i can do that yeah and I started eating. I was like, "All right, yeah, yeah I can do this. I, I, I can do this, this from now this on." This is a problem I can enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> it was hilarious, but it was it's so cool to to have like a, a almost like a family type unit. Yeah, for um, sure. Around around volleyball. Yeah, um, and I think a lot of people. It, that's one of the parts being out here that you miss sometimes, especially if you're not one of the people, one of the top teams that has an actual coach. And even when you have an actual coach out here, it's just a little bit different because you know that, you know, they've coached a bunch of other people before. Yeah. Whereas with, you know, Joey and coaches kind of around the country, it's like you are their project. Right. Like you're they're nobody else's coach and, mm-hmm. you know, you're nobody else's player. Like right. th- that's what it is. And, you know, you get to know their family and yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it's just different. And Joe's kids are fun and he's just they're such wild, a great man. dad. They're yeah. wild. Yeah. His his older boy, I think he's probably seven or eight. 
Bo. Um, Bo, yeah. Bo was on a uh, like a ninja kick when we were there last time, man. He was just grabbing every utensil from the kitchen and just hitting us with everything. And I was like, man, I've I've not spent enough time around small children to know to know what this is like. But uh, yeah, yeah, Bo's Bo's a ball of energy. That's for oh, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. I gotta I gotta figure that out quick. I'm actually uh, a first time uncle come the end of November. Oh, that's right. Congrats. Yep. That's exciting. Yep. So it's very exciting. I'll be back in Michigan for couple weeks during that and i've heard that's quite a quite an awesome experience to be an uncle so yeah it'll be it'll be fun yeah so you go uh you're leaving for florida um tomorrow yep. slash kind of tonight mm-hmm. and then you go to back to michigan so i actually come back so i'll go to florida play the clearwater nationals yeah um this weekend which and that's yeah, with Evan. This, yep and then monday i come back here and i am driving out to florida from here oh shit yeah so i will drive out to florida how's your car you know what it's got got a lot of miles on it (laughs) i it's funny because i when i originally drove out to california i had bought a car in michigan for a thousand dollars and it had two hundred and thirty thousand miles on it and i was like okay if this car gets me to california like they'll be worth my thousand dollars and it got me to California, and I had that car for the last three years. Oh, wow. And it had been out here the whole time, and I finally got rid of it two weeks ago. I had the, okay. the tow truck come and pick it up because it wouldn't got start it. anymore. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so sad. But I had bought a new one in Florida in January, and I finally had a car where I was like, okay, I can actually drive this long distance and yeah. feel safe and feel like it's going to actually get me there. Yeah. So I, I've driven a lot of long distances over the last year. Yeah. I, uh, I think I've been... I've gone between Michigan and New Orleans three times, and I've gone uh, between Florida and California twice. I okay. put like thirty-five thousand miles on my car in yeah. the, since January. So. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did the Florida to California drive when I moved here. Andy's done it two or three times, maybe yeah. by this point. So you and Andy are literally mirroring each other. We are. Years. We are. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. So then you're driving to Florida after that, and then I'm assuming just yep. driving to New Orleans. We're just going to stay. Yeah, that's that's the plan. Yeah, and then I'll I'll just fly up to Michigan for a couple weeks to see the see right the baby. Mm-hmm. Good times, man. That's the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It'll yeah. be uh, it'll be a different off season, but yeah, it'll be fun. You don't take off seasons. No, that's true. That's, that's very true. You're <laughs> right. I don't. You're right. I don't. I uh, right it'll now be a I, different have, like, I have no uh, I have no <laughs> tournament scheduled for November, but I'm sure that'll change. Uh, <laughs> You'll find in a like way. a day. Yeah. If there's if there are two people that will find a tournament, it is you and Evan. Yeah. Whether it's together, it'll... or with Bicko, or with whoever you stumble across at the cashier at the Vons, you're like, hey man, you look kind of tall. Like, yeah. Tournament. You want to play a tournament in Wilmington? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but Logie, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Um, I got to give a quick shout out to my buddy Brian Cox. Yeah. Because he uh, he's a guy, really good friend of mine. I used to coach with back in Columbus, and we talk probably once a month. And every single time, the first thing he brings up, he goes, "Yeah, I listened to Sandcast this week. Why have you not been on that yet?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm sure Travis will have me on eventually. So now, when I talk to him this month, yeah. I can be like, Hi, Brian. You made I it. I finally made it on the Sandcast. You made it. it. We just had to wait. Our uh, our our download numbers have set records for five months in a row now. Very so cool. we just had to wait." Till we had the, rise the, the right viewership yeah. for Logan Weber. I appreciate That's that. That's it. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll kill awesome it down man. in Florida. Um, I'm, well, shoot. Maybe I won't see you for a little while because um, I'll, I'll be in Brazil and then Maryland when you get True. back here. So if I don't see you, give Joey Keener a big hug and kiss for me. Love that guy and eat all of his food. I will, man. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Shoots, Logan. Shoots. Shoots.